Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. The following is a direct message about something I've been thinking about. It's called When Friends Part Ways. Before I begin that, I wanted to mention that we are having live sessions, amazingly. <laughs> live sessions in the Mornington Peninsula, in Mornington itself, which is about an hour from Melbourne by car. And uh, we're having those the last Sunday of August, September, October, and November of 2022. The information about those events is on the website, katherineingram.com. I heard on a podcast recently an interview with Chris Best. Chris Best is the CEO and founder of Substack, the online writing platform dedicated to free speech and open ideas and a forum to allow anyone, whether one is a known writer or or not, to um, weigh in. But anyway, Chris Best said in this interview, you become the average of the people you hang out with. So you got to choose intelligently who you hang out with because you can't resist that. You can't resist sort of becoming an average or somehow, I'm paraphrasing now because this is all he said about it, that quote I just told you, you can't resist it because you're fitting in. You want to fit in with your, your gang. So you're, you're adjusting probably subliminally all the time. I intuitively knew what he meant when I heard him say that. I, I grokked it immediately and feel very much the truth in it. But afterwards, I was thinking, there can come a point when you realize you're no longer able to fit in as the average sort of part of your tribe, your pod or whatever, and that you're starting to hang more on the fringes of that. You might have even found a a group or organically became part of a group that, that was itself the misfit group. And then you might find yourself feeling a misfit even within that group. This is a long way of saying that I think many of us are finding we've never lived in a time of this level of division with others, that there is incredible strife and stress in the self and other story, and it's getting more and more dangerous. It just is. And we also might find that we're censoring ourselves a lot because it is dangerous to speak out. It's very tricky to speak out. As we can clearly see, for instance, this past week, Salman Rushdie was stabbed in the neck as he was entering the, as he was coming on the stage at the Chautauqua Institute to give a lecture, more and more we are seeing violence, physical violence, instead of conversation, instead of the sharing of ideas. Now, I've also been thinking a lot about what happens when 
even though one is sharing ideas with each other, but the ideas are in conflict. In other words, you begin to realize that there are people you had once considered very close friends with whom you no longer share the same values. This is also happening on quite a large scale. There is a, a split, a tremendous division, and just simply the ways that one sees the world among people who were formerly aligned, agreed on everything, could speak in shorthand, assumed all kinds of unspoken values. But what if for some people those values start to shift and you realize that you're not able to have a conversation with formerly close friends, that you can't really have a conversation without a lot of disagreement, without a feeling of tremendous separation. And in that case, while you're not trying to, you don't want to shut down their right to have their own opinion, you also begin to see perhaps that you really have no grounds of idea sharing in which you both can rest in an easy way. And so you're forced to make chit chat. You're forced to stay in a very narrow bandwidth of what's allowed so nobody gets inflamed. Just like many of us have learned to do about this or that relative of ours at Thanksgiving dinner, one keeps the peace rather than have an explosion or a lot of bad feelings. So it's been for me a, a deep reflection on how to go forward with people that I have loved and still love in my life and who I wish all the best for, but with whom I don't want to have any particular conversation. That's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? A misfit among the misfits. <laughs> so that can feel like an alone position. And sometimes you also find yourself finding company among what would have been considered strange bedfellows, but who are now the <laughs> inner group and with whom you do have shorthand conversation. It is a peculiar realization to find oneself intellectually in territory you had never visited before and realize that many of your assumptions, opinions you held dear for decades may have been misguided. You came by them honestly, in a way you did. One might have come by them honestly due to the conditioning and due to being the average of your group, of your friend's group, kind of fitting in, just being molded, molding each other as you went. Nobody was officially indoctrinating us. But a lot of the ideas that I used to think were just platinum, right, just totally untouchable, I have not only begun to question, but I have come to see 
the danger in them. So then we come back to that, that yearning for an understanding of how does one continue in friendships when there are many taboo subjects. I hearken to Ken Key's line, love is not necessarily a basis for involvement. Love is not necessarily a basis for involvement. Isn't it the case that sometimes we have to love at a distance? We have to let it go in terms of engagement. And I know that it's hard to understand for someone who wants that involvement, wants the involvement like it used to be, wants those old conversations from you, wants you to have the shorthand together, but you just don't anymore. And in this, one has to find tremendous compassion. One has to allow for the feeling of bewilderment on the part of your friend with whom you no longer share worldviews or the most important of the worldviews. Bewilderment and feelings of rejection and perhaps feelings of anger toward you. Just as you would feel if someone seemed to no longer want to speak with you. Even though you've spoken about certain subjects, your whole friendship, which might have spanned decades, it would be bewildering to you. You would wonder, is my friend going crazy? How could they have departed the, the holders of the truth? the true narrative, how could they have left what's wrong with them? They must be influenced by some mysterious conspiracy cult. Yes, you would yourself, you would want to find excuses for why this is happening. Something perhaps other than maybe now your friend is hearing a different drum. Maybe now your friend has learned something that has changed their opinion and their view. Maybe that has gone on for a long time, incrementally, not all of a sudden, but incrementally, that this change has occurred. And that your friend perhaps is taking care of both of you in not engaging so as to not intensify the feelings of separation that are already there. And then one is left also with finding compassion for oneself. Because if you are finding yourself a misfit, even among the misfits, if that is the case, then you have to, one has to bow to that. One has to bear that. 
in order to stand in your own integrity. And you pay a price, as have so many people throughout time paid a price for speaking out or for disengaging from the mob. They pay a price, of course. But as Jesus said, what profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Sometimes we have to speak out. We're called upon to speak out, even though we might stand alone in it, even though you might stand alone among your old friends. They all see you one way, and you realize I'm not that person anymore. I see things differently. And sometimes being quiet in that case also sends the message. Sometimes disengaging from what you see as misguided, conditioned, ignorant views, just withdrawing from them, and by your own removal from the herd's lockstep, your statement is clear. Sometimes silence does send the message. But in any case, whether you're called upon to speak out or the most reasonable path for you is remaining quiet and removed from the herd, you will know in your own self. You will know. And even though it takes a certain courageousness and a willingness to be alone <laughs> or to be seen as having lost your way, in the end it's you who has to live with you. Sometimes choosing peace Sometimes being honorable means you have to leave those you have held dear and still hold dear behind. This has been In the Deep. I'd like to mention to our friends in the Victoria region that we're going to be having live sessions on the last Sunday of August, September, October and November 2022 on the Mornington Peninsula, which is about an hour from Melbourne by car. The information for that is on our website, katherineingram.com. Till next time. <laughs>